Hi, welcome to the Twins Insider Podcast. I am Michael Rand, Jim Suhan here with me today as well. Jim, how are you doing right now? Well, I, I I'm doing well. Uh, yeah. you know, I'm worried about our country. I'm worried about our health system. I'm worried about uh, everything, uh, our industry. But uh, you know, hey, I, I have it. I'm really lucky. I uh, I work for a good company. I can do a lot of work from home. You know, of course, I miss games and seeing people in person. But I mean, I've got it so good compared to so many people. Absolutely, that's a good thing to remember. That's a that's a that's a good place for us to start. Obviously. Professional disappointment uh, right now in that baseball would be starting tomorrow. Tomorrow would be opening day if everything was as uh, as planned. But obviously, obviously everything is not as planned. Uh, but we want to do some some baseball talk here today. You know, I think I think you know internet traffic and Twitter and other places are showing us that people are really really wanting to be informed about everything that's going on. But they also are, you know, kind of naturally looking for maybe just a temporary diversions from time to time. They, they still want to talk about sports. They still want to hear about, you know, some some fun topics so that it's not all this this heaviness. So I wanted to kind of throw out a couple of a uh, couple of talker type uh, type things for for you today, just as we kind of ponder the. Uh, you know, twin seasons passed since this, we don't know exactly when this one's going to start. There'll be plenty of time to talk about that once we get to closer to knowing uh, knowing when that's going to happen. But here's here's my first question for for you today: What of the last twenty years of Twins baseball? What do you what do you think was the best Twins team? The last twenty years. So I just. Uh you know, put a fine point on it. We're leaving out the obvious championship years, 87, 91, that everybody yes, likes to so celebrate. And, right. and so that, yeah. that fits me perfectly, too, because, you know, I was the funny thing about my baseball writing past is, you know, I covered a lot of people who were involved in the 87 and 91 championships, but I covered them after they won them. I started as a – I was a football writer until 1993. So I really yeah. came in when the Twins tanked. And I yeah. covered the bad years in the 90s. I covered contraction. I covered – uh, you know, really, for the first, you know, I have high regard. I hold Terry Ryan in very high regard, but I covered him for his first first four years. If he had been working for an organization with expectations, he would have gotten fired. Um, yes. It took him about four from the time he took over until he made the Knobloch deal. He you know didn't have many resources, and he didn't manage the resources he had very well. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was it was a long time <laughs> to be around the team. And I covered a lot of games in the Metro where I could hear Tom Kelly talking to the umpire. You know, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was kind of, there were, there were advantages to that. I yeah. got, you know, the access was incredible. Uh, we will, I, I will never be in another situation where I have the kind of access I had to those right. twins teams, uh, when there weren't many beat writers, there weren't a lot of bloggers, there weren't like the, you know, right now, sure. I think the twins are very accessible, uh, for a major yeah. league sports franchise right now, but, you know, you you have to work hard to have a one-on-one conversation with somebody. Back then, yeah. all my conversations were one-on-one. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. let's so to get to your your question, the best Twins teams, the most fun Twins teams of the last twenty years. I'm going to give you yeah. two different two different categories. Okay. Um, and I, and I, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to give you three different categories. Okay. The first was um, covering the transition from the Twins being a horrible yeah. team in a desperate situation that threatened to move and leave town that 
you know, Carl Paul might have conspired with Bud Selig to invent contraction to, you know, mm-hmm. to to fire up fans about a potential new stadium deal. It was really an awful time for the franchise. Rich and, people would lie to us. Come on, Jim. Rich people would lie. <laughs> it, would, it would save them a lot of trouble because we always find out. Um, so to cover the transition from Terry Ryan looking like he didn't know what he was doing to Tom Kelly having to manage eight straight losing seasons to mm-hmm. hopeless baseball to seasons that were over in May to a terrible baseball stadium that was empty most of the time mm-hmm. to come, to go for transition from that to the 2001 season where yes. this franchise is fired up. Uh, and they, you know, for, so they go from 2000 where you started seeing some signs that, Hey, there's some talent yep. on this team. And maybe it was somewhat hopeful to 2001 where they were in first place. They jump out to a fast start. Yeah. They're in first place well through the season. It was the most fun group of people I've ever covered. Uh, you know, again, from a writer's perspective, usually our job is to try to find somebody who will open up to us or actually be honest with this. Mm-hmm. I would walk, you know, and I'm sure Lavelle, you know, Lavelle and I worked very closely covering those teams. We'd walk in the clubhouse. People would get mad at us if we didn't talk to them. Yeah, it was a, you know, amazing. Like McCabe would be like McCabe and Hunter would be like, "Hey, you know, you even said hello today." I mean, it was a completely different <laughs> dynamic. Sure. And you know, and and it was one thing to cover them under the circumstances when they were terrible, but all of a sudden they were one of the best stories in the country. And we, you know, pe- people like Lavelle and myself knew these people really well, and these people were very generous. They wanted us to tell their story. Uh, they were a blast to be here. And, and Ryan, you know, Tom Kelly and I got along very well, a brilliant manager. But, yep. you know, 2002, uh, when they went to the ALCS, Ron Gardenhire as a manager was a, it was like covering David Letterman. I mean, he, he basically <laughs> did stand up routines constantly. So the right. 2001, 2002 twins, that was the most fun I've ever had covering sports. Uh, category number two. Go, go ahead. One thing. I think that's a good, that's a good point, you know, to, just in general, I think fans and people in the media, even like those unexpected success seasons yep. are often, I think those are, those are the most fun. That's kind of what made go for football. So, so entertaining yep. and so much fun this year. It's kind of what made, um, you know, that Vikings 2017 season that came out of nowhere. I feel like the, when you don't have expectations and then all of a sudden you're getting treated to something that was way better than expected. And I think that's a great description of those two years that you talked about. No doubt. And and because the, not only do the fans get fired up about it, but the players themselves and people in the organization, there's this sense of, you know, almost rebirth. You know, it's, yeah. it's this, it's this, oh my God, are, we actually matter. And I'm talking, you yep. know, from the team's perspective, we matter. We're oh my God, we're actually good. Because nobody actually knows you're going to be good. You know, it's always right. a mystery when right. you're a young athlete or a young team. Uh, and yep. to be around that group of personalities, uh, at that time was probably the best thing I've ever covered. Now to go to the point, the second yep. category would be the yep. best team I've covered since in yep. the last 20 years. And that would be 2006. If you remember, uh, that was a team facing high expectations, tanks coming out of the yep. shoot, Justin yep. Morneau. And really the tur- turning point of that season might've been, uh, they go up to Seattle for a series, I think in late May and all yes. of Justin Morneau's buddies come down from Vancouver and they all get drunk uh-huh. and hang out and, <laughs> and Gardy pulls Morneau in and basically he says, you have a chance to be a superstar or you have a chance to be one of the greatest busts of all time. It's yeah. your behavior is going to dictate what the rest mm-hmm. of your career is like. Justin yeah. straightens up, 
goes on to be the MVP of the league. Yeah. Joe Maurer right. wins a batting title. And you look at the talent on that roster. Torrey yeah. Hunter in his prime. Joe yeah. Maurer in his prime. Justin Morneau having either his first or second best season. He might have even been better uh, the year he took the knee to the head. Um, and, and again, Morneau was one of those undiscovered story. You know, he was one of those guys who finally yeah. realized his potential, which made it, you know, very endearing. They had, uh, I think it was Castillo at second base, a very good second baseman. Yep. Uh, you know, that was a powerhouse team. And, you know, and the one thing pitching. that, yeah, we, we, you know, right now people are, uh, always mad at the Twins for not having more pitching, even though they, I think right now, going into this season, have a, a very deep pitching staff. Yeah. Uh, but you look at that team, they had the best pitcher in baseball in Johan Santana, mm-hmm. and they had a guy who was better than Johan Santana. Liriano was unbelievable. When he was healthy yeah. and on that year, he yeah. was unhittable. So yeah. to watch a team with that much talent, with two legitimate aces, uh, yeah. And for the last four months of that season, I, I don't have it in front of me, but they played it at an ungodly clip. They 71 and, come back. 71 and, thir- 71 and 33. I always remember that. Yep. 71 and 33. Yep. That started 25 and 33. Exactly. And they, they, so they, yeah. and, not only, and they were strong in all the places you want to be strong. They were strong in the yep. middle of the lineup. They were strong yep. at the top of the rotation. They were strong at the back of the bullpen with Joe Nathan being an all-star closer. Uh, they used the dome to great advantage as a home field advantage. They played better than anybody else the last four months of the season. So it was both the best team I've ever covered and the most disappointing outcome. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. listen, I, I know I know all the memes. I know what fans like to complain about. They like to complain about losing to the Yankees. But at yeah. least when the Twins lose to the Yankees, they've always lost to a superior Yankee team. Right. They got beat by a pretty mediocre playoff team in the A's at yep. home, you know, with a home field advantage with yep. Santana starting game one. Uh, yep. That was the most disappointing playoff loss the Twins have had. I agree 100%. I mean, I think 2004 still stands out to me. I, we, both of us were in New York for that one. And just because of how close they were to winning mm-hmm. game two, that one, and game four, honestly, I mean, that, that could have been, you know, they had a really good team that year. That that was disappointing in a different way, though. I think the Yankees were clearly a better team that year. But just how close they were to going up 2-0 in Yankee Stadium with Nas at me and I think some, some Twins fans, too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. They had chances. In 2003 and 2004, yep. they won game one and uh-huh. yep. should have won game two. And yep. so that there's absolutely, I'm not saying people shouldn't be disappointed in that. Yes. I'm just saying that I think the 2016 was the most complete team they faced. The, they had the best matchup. Yep. They had home field advantage and they didn't show up. And frankly, they didn't 100%. show up because they didn't show up because they win the division on the last day of the season, find out they're not playing the Yankees. And I think they all partied like crazy and didn't take the A's yep. seriously. Yeah. They were gassed a little bit probably too. It's, it's a yep. weird combination, but yeah, that was, that was a team that, you know, you ask a lot of what ifs, especially if Liriano stays healthy, which I'll get to kind of in the second part of my uh, my questions for you and the kind of talkers. But so, so what's your third category? Third category is just last year they won 101 games. Yeah. So yeah. technically, you know, mathematically, that team was right. better than 2006. It was better than 2002. It was yep. a blast. It was an unexpected success. So that's right up there. I just, you know, for me, 
because of the pitching problems they had, because Sano was yeah. hurt, because Buxton was hurt. It felt yeah. more like a miracle than, yeah. than it, it, I guess, well, I don't know. It's hard for me to compare. I don't even know how to, I guess my point is I don't know how to compare it to 2001, yeah. 2002, 2006. It was yeah. great, but it felt like a different, almost miraculous kind of great rather than the endearing yeah. team in 2001 or the powerhouse team that we all thought should be good in 2006. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think, you know, I think the, the point you make there is a good one because yeah, 2000, that 2019, you, because the pitching wasn't there, you, you don't classify it the same way. You don't think, man, like they could have, you still, you know, wish or, you know, wonder if they could have done more if their pitching had stayed healthy. But it wasn't like the, the, the 2006 with the matchup. If Liriano was healthy, that is their best chance to win a World Series of the last yep. 10 years. Just flat yeah. out is. Okay, here's and my last year, they just, okay. and I'll, I'll just follow up real quick on 2019. Yep. You know, they, they win 101 games, yep. but they, you know, as of late July, their bullpen was, I mean, horrific. Yeah. And nice. they end up with enough injuries that they end up starting Randy Dobnik the second game of the right. playoffs. So, right. again, it just felt different all year. Yeah, that's a good point. Although, in 2006, did they start Booth Bonzer in game two? Uh, yes, they did. Yes, they did. And that's the, where the lyric. Yep. Yeah, there's some parallels there between just how the pitching just got clobbered and probably their two best teams, which is just too bad. Right. So here's the question for you. Knowing all we know, I'm going to give you an opportunity to – you can take any Twins player from any Twins season from the last 20 years and put him on a different Twins team from the last 20 years. So let me just – maybe this is better parsed out if you have a concrete example. Say you want to put uh, 2009 Michael Kadire. You know that you don't want to do this. But you would, say you want to put 2009 Michael Kadire on the 2017 Twins for some reason because what what one move could you make that you would think this is the move that could that could have put that team over the top? If I had this player from this year on this team, what would you – who would you pick? You know, I think what I do is I think I take Johan Santana from you know any of any of his greatest seasons from in the two thousands, four through six or seven. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I would take Johan Santana at his best and add it to the two thousand nineteen Twins. Yeah, that's that's one that I thought of. I like that one. I think that's. So you think so? Add an ace to that series last year. So you're putting Santana against who they started in game one, Tanaka? I can't remember. I can't even remember at this point. Severino? Uh, no, it was, uh, it was Severino, I believe. Severino? Okay. So, that you're right. That changes. How much does that change the complexity of last year's series? If they have one of the three best, one of the three very best pitchers in baseball? I think Going what you would have... So if you put Santana in his prime on last year's mm-hmm. Twins team for the whole season, mm-hmm. first of all they win 108 games. Uh, yep. They have home they have home field advantage. <laughs> they yep. they uh, you know and they get to rest and set up their rotation for the playoffs. Yep. Um, and I don't I, again I don't have it in front of me. Maybe they don't end up playing the Yankees. Maybe they end up playing somebody else. But yeah, if they whatever the matchup would be, they have Santana going to you know in the game one as the starter, giving the Twins an advantage yep. all, over almost anybody. Then you have Barrios right. in number, game number two, and then you have Odorizzi in game number three, and Dobnik right. is bullpen depth, and you have a good bullpen. Yep. Right. Now, yep. now the, the 
the flaw there is that the Twins didn't play well in the field and didn't take good at bats either. But maybe yeah. if Santana gives them a great start in game one, they relax yeah. and play more to their capabilities. Yeah. Good point. I like that one. Here's another, here's another thought. What about, obviously, you know, another possibility is you want 2006 healthy, healthy 2006 Liriano for an entire 2006 playoffs is another. Yeah. Yeah, that would um, work too. I mean, we all want to see how that season would have played out if Liriano stayed healthy. Yes. What about this one? What about 2009 Joe Maurer on the 2004 Twins? Because remember how he got Ooh. hurt at the start mm-hmm. of that year, and they end up kind of piecing it together with, with Henry, Blanco, Henry Blanco. Henry yeah. Blanco, and in the playoffs in Game Four, when um, I think it was Pat Borders was catching for them. Oh my God! Innings. You're bringing back really bad memories. But I think they yeah. pinch ran for Blanco or something, or pinch yep. for him, and and Pat Borders who had nothing left. Nothing left. I think he had a he either had a pass ball or a wild pitch in that game that was pretty yep. important too. So put yep. put Joe put 2009 Joe Mauer on the 2004 Twins. What does that do for you? Ooh, that, that's a good one. Um, that's I mean, a good MVP, one because MVP Mauer. You have MVP Mauer along with. Uh, you know, and of course, this goes to the theme: the Twins very rarely have been healthy and had the full complement going to any of these playoff series. So it has felt something like a curse. You put MVP Joe Maurer on that 2014, and that you know they probably win the Yankee series. I mean, now of course we have to they have to be realistic here. Uh, if Joe Maurer performed like an MVP during that series, that changes things. Yeah. If Joe Maurer performs the way he did in most postseasons, then it doesn't make much difference. Right. Right. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's that was always the mystery with Maurer. That I don't know if it was that he I don't think it was that he didn't rise to the occasion necessarily. Those series were always so short mm-hmm. that he, he never really got he never really got going in a series and his game is kind of predicated on, you know, getting on base. There's obviously gap power and, and home run power occasionally, but you know, I, I just I wonder if he would have ever had a monster postseason if they could have played 20 games instead of three or four because it just doesn't seem like he should be the kind of guy that that doesn't do well in a in a postseason his game seems like it should translate to doing well against the best pitching his approach is a lot like Derek Jeter's and you would think that that approach and his ability to take good at bats would have helped him had he you know had it play out um, yeah, you know, I, I really hate the phrase small sample size because, you know, right. like the World Series is a small sample. Size. There are a lot of small sample right. sizes that yeah. matter a lot. Uh, right. But I do I would say that, you know, we just don't know how Maurer would have performed yeah. had he been given more opportunities. And it is a shame that a player of his caliber didn't really get to show what he could do on that stage. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be fun to put man talking about Johan Santana. It'd be fun to put him on any of those other twins teams later on like boy did they could they yeah. beat the yank would they've won the 2017 wild card game you get up three nothing right. and you put you run santana out there instead of the other johan johan santana urban santana right um, yeah uh, and 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 that team was playing really well if they win that one game at yankee stadium maybe they maybe they make a run yeah last thing for you and then we'll then we'll run how you, you we talked about a little bit of the pitching depth in 2020 once they get going here 
you know, whether it's May, June, further along than that, a half season, 100 game season. How good is this team? Do you, is this, did they add enough good or difference making pitching? You feel like we're one, you feel like they're one away still from really being playoff dangerous? How, how do you view the moves they made in the context, not necessarily of getting to October, but once they're there? Well, and, and to me, they're two different questions because sure. I think, I you know, they won 101 games last year, and I think they are way better team this year than they were last yep. year. Uh, and remember, Sano missed two months and then yep. slumped for another month, and yep. then he was like an MVP candidate the last three months. The you know, getting Buxton, Buxton's still the big wild card because he could yep. be an injured disappointment, or he could be mm-hmm. he could be the best player on a 100 win team. You know, if he yep. really got it rolling. Uh, right. But I, th- I think the pitching, I think they've done a great job bolstering the pitching staff. They have tons of starting pitching options. Remember, they needed Devin Smeltzer to come out of nowhere to win some important games last year. You know, Devin Smeltzer on that yep. team, you know, they might not even need him. Uh, the bullpen is way deeper and way better than it was uh, last year until the end when, they, when May and Duffy got rolling. So I think they've done a, a brilliant job of turning a 101 team into – a much better team, which is really hard to do. Yeah. Right. The the other side of that coin is that you still don't have a rotation that would scare anybody in the postseason. Right. I, right. I think you have a rotation that would give you a chance, yeah. but I don't think you have a rotation that that anybody would look at and go, oh, we don't want to play them. So right. to me, to me, they've, you know, I mean, if you, you can't you can't say that somebody's going to win more than 101 games. Right, because right. if you win a one hundred one games, there's a certain matter of luck and timing and and whatever yep. else. But I do think they're a way better team on paper than they were last year. Right now, yeah, they added Donaldson. We didn't even mention him, and former MVP right, right there and to add, you know, both of the offense and the the infield defense, which is you know in other spots a concern. But third base is great. You're right. I think if they can do one other thing pitching wise, I don't know if it's trading a current position player and bringing someone up to fill that spot if it's really reaching into their depth in the minors which there still is some and getting someone that really scares you in the postseason that that is a world series caliber team and i think they're, they're certainly a caliber team to get back to where they were last year once and you know on. and in our business and in fandom we always tend to you know we always crave the big the big bold move right. where you know, oh now they're committed to winning and we always love right. phrases like that like they right. don't want to win um <laughs> right right re- remember that johan santana was a rule five draft choice yep. who projected right. to be a, a middle reliever in the majors um yep. you know francisco liriano was a guy thrown into a trade uh yep. as an a-ball pitcher who nobody thought was that good so right. yeah yeah maybe maybe they will end up having to make a trade or maybe yep Baseball happens, and yep. somebody ends up being better than you expect. Somebody ends up having yep. a great season. Some prospect ends up rising faster than you expect. Yep. I mean, it could that that kind of help could arrive in a very unexpected way. Yeah, I mean, it did last year with two position players with Mitch Garver and Luis Arias. I mean, nobody, right. I don't think anybody expected those two to have the season they had last year. They haven't had that from a pitcher for a while, and that would be a way to do this. Yeah, they need somebody like now. I don't know. If, He's the right name to throw out there, but just as an example, if Fernando Romero suddenly figured it out, you know, sure. Uh, but or Durant, you know, they they do have good pitching prospects, and Durant, one of yeah. those guys, one of those guys could rise. We just don't know. Yep. Yep. 
Good stuff, man. I appreciate it. Stay well. Um, hopefully, we'll uh, we'll be talking uh, talking real 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 baseball uh, sometime soon. I hope so. Stay healthy, and talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Mike.